0: there. Welcome to Intuition, Your First Sense, the podcast that I hope demystifies intuition and helps you to realize that this is your soul gift. Um, This is something that comes to us naturally, is our first sense, not our sixth sense. And when accessed helps us to navigate this human realm just a little bit easier. So speaking of human realms, I had a request for this next topic. And while episode three or four I, t- I touched on this, I didn't really go into detail. I'm happy to visit it though, because it's one of my favorite subjects. And that's the ego and some of this will be the ego as it's been presented to us and i'm not a psychologist therapist psychiatrist anything that has that um perception or that training of that level of the ego okay i am aware of it i feel it i know it in myself um so i'll be speaking more from a the perspective of the combination of using it with your soul and some of the missed messages I think that are out there. Not mixed, missed. The, I think the ego is adorable. I find accessing it, using it and connecting with it to be one of our greatest challengers, one of our greatest gifts. So I see the ego as a human self. It's the aspect of us that is learning and it doesn't always know what to do. And that's okay. I think it is adorable. I think the ego and the spirit work very well together. When we take the pressure off of ourselves to deflate the ego. So it's been given a bad rap. And yes, there are people who are so focused on their own human greatness um, and their own perception, not necessarily their greatness, but their perception that they become a little, they become a lot, they become challenging to deal with. But you know what? The majority of the people with sociopaths aside that I've worked with that are, some would say are egocentric, I actually found them to be very insecure. To not know who they were and to not know how to be in the world. So they were more acting out of bravado and not out of a true ego-focused sense. So I believe the ego, the human part of us that we we refer to as that or the id or, you know, just whatever subconscious, whatever else you want to call it, I believe it to be meant to be a supportive mechanism and, and, and it has this, so imagine this wonderful, beautiful home of your dreams, whatever size that is. And it's, it's just so supportive of your life, it keeps you warm, it cools you if it's too hot, you got a nice warm bed. That's the ego's mostly <laughs> in the human sense. And then there's this one little crawl space that you don't even know why the original builders put it in, but it's got some spiders in it and it just smells damp and all that. (laughs) That's the aspect of the ego that I think most people are referring to and they, but they, they apply it to the whole thing rather than seeing our, you know, egoic self as something that supports us. Because let me tell you, There isn't anyone who stepped up on stage or anyone who's opened a business or went forward and had children because goodness gracious, that doesn't come with a manual, does it? That wasn't accessing a part of the ego, the whole of the ego that's supportive, that says, okay, even though this scares the heebie-jeebies out of you, you can do it. And that's truly our human self. And while no, there isn't an ego in your soul self. You leave the ego here when you croak. It They can work very competitively. Why doesn't that sound like the right word? Anyway, they can work well together. <laughs> if only my brain and my mouth worked <laughs> competitively. I don't know I'm going with it. You know how sometimes words just sound weird and you say them and then you're like, I don't know if that's a word, but if it's not. We can make it up. My ego's good with that. So this idea of the ego being supportive, I would love people to embrace if that resonates with them because I feel like it would keep us out of the lack thinking more often. And to be aware that there's this part of us that is that crawl space that sometimes gets in the way and acts as a limiting, and that's where our limiting belief systems live back in that crawl space. So it's a lower f- frequency, it's a lower vibrational frequency because there's frequency in everything, remember, because everything's energy. There's frequency in ego. So you can have the egoic part of you that's limiting or saying you're not smart enough. Um, You're not good enough a couple episodes back. We talked about that, right? That's where this comes from. And yet I know the human element of us to be exploratory. It's brave. It's courageous. It's silly. It's goofy. It's compassionate. That all comes from the ego because that's our human self. So I feel like if we were able to calm our buns down a little bit around the ego being so bad and something that we have to eradicate. If you eradicate your ego, well, you're going to croak. Like (laughs) the only way to eradicate your ego is to croak. Because if we're here to merge the soul self and the human self, we have to have something that drives the human self. You can't completely be in this spaced out, super hyper spiritual place and be living your human experience. I just don't think it's possible. I think that's a cop out sometimes actually when people are like, well, I'm going to disengage from my ego. I'm not going to listen. I'm going to separate myself. I'm going to rise above my ego. It's been my experience that if someone is saying that, they're actually saying, I don't want to dig in. I don't want to understand my humanness. I don't want to put the effort forth. I want to float up here where everything's hunky-dory, where, you know, unicorns deliver cotton candy every day of the week. I love cotton candy. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) a little sidebar there. But that's not possible because we help our soul to grow by engaging in these, by having the challenging conversations, by being able to say, man, I rock that. I made a really good apple crisp yesterday and I did it in the Instant Pot. If you don't have an Instant Pot, you need to get one of those in your life. And no, I'm not sponsored by Instant Pot, but that'd be great too. And I actually said while I was eating it later and I put on there, I made some plum sauce in my Instant Pot at a different time. See, totally an Instant Pot chick. Why? Because it's easy and it makes my food taste really good. So it gives the uh, impression that I'm a good cook. And I was like, this is really good. This is, a, I did a good job with this. And, um, you know, now from a completely blowhard place. I didn't even tell anybody. It was just a self-appreciation moment. Like that's part of the supportive ego. And that's part of being able, that's a balanced ego, at least where this situation is concerned. And when we, if we were to abandon that or even get into the place of, oh no, I can't take a compliment because that's not spiritual. That's feeding my ego. Well, here, I feel like that's, Jipping yourself or the person giving you the compliment. The reason we have this humanness is to provide a check and balance between our soul self and our human self. If we didn't need to the human self to evolve, well, we just stay non-physical. We wouldn't even incarnate <laughs> we would just float around as energy like we do between lifetimes and not have any type of learning or expansion. The expansion happens here. And I believe it happens through the ego. So there are some teachings out there that say in order to ascend, in order to um, be a fully spiritual being, that you have to abandon your ego And then people get so sad when they're studying that. Um, I feel like, and that's how this actually came about. There was a request from someone who had sent me an email and said, I'm just confused about this. Now I get that this is my perspective, but this is my perspective. This is my knowing after working with tens of thousands of people over the years, but also tapping into my own knowing and doing my own work around, you know, what is my ego? What is, what does that mean? When I first started doing readings, I would get so nervous because I was like, who am I? And sometimes I still get nervous and I'll say to myself, okay, this is the crawlspace ego. This is the part that thinks it's protecting me by not allowing my own, adventuresome self to come out, or not, It thinks it has to protect me from accessing different levels of energy, and I believe that some of this is because each time we cross, each time we go into the non-physical, we get like a little upgrade to our gray matter, to our, even though you get a new brain each time, you have a different vibration that you come in with. A slightly elevated one. It is based on what you do in this lifetime. So if you're phoning it in, you might want to think about that. But then again, if you're listening to this podcast, I really doubt you're a phoning in kind of person. When we listen to this part of us that thinks it's protecting us in limitation, we actually develop a a dialogue, if you will. You you develop a a connection with it to be able to say, is that really true? (laughs) What are you trying to protect me from? Because we're here in the human self to learn, to expand, to arrive in that self-love that I talk about through self-acceptance. And then, you know, once that happens in many lifetimes, each time you come through you like I said you get that upgrade and your brain can well not spend so much time in the crawl space. It knows that there's a different level of experience that we're to have here and it I think it can handle the concept of oh this egoic self is really my cheerleader. I need to be conscious that I'm not literally creating a bigger crawl space. I need to be aware of that. But I can allow this part of me to think that I've done a good job. Because it's just like with kids, right? If you catch them doing something well, or puppies, (laughs) if you catch them doing something well, and you reinforce that, there's more to it. It catches on, right? So the supportive self, the supportive part of the ego can get larger and larger. So when I get nervous and that crawl space part is coming up, I've not described it like that before, so that's kind of fun to think about as I'm describing it to you. When that part comes up, I will question it and say, okay, what are you afraid of? I'll talk to it like a kid who's lost in the grocery store. It's okay, honey, we're going to find your parents. It's okay. You know, when did you last see them? Do you remember what they were wearing? (laughs) You know, so you speak to it kindly in order to help it realize that if there's something that we truly need to be concerned with, oh, we'll address it, you know, I'm on board. It's like the adult self talking to your child self. It has that similar premise. When I look at the soul self, it often looks like kind of like the DNA helix where it's trying to connect in with the soul self and work collaboratively with it. So we have an amazing whole self and the ego is a small part of that and yet so important. It's the thing that encourages you to apply for a job, to um, ask a person out, to sign up, (laughs) wrong side to sign up for uh, a half marathon. I, the first one I did, I don't remember what year the first one I did, but each one that I sign up for, I've done four now, I'm so nervous. I'm so scared leading up to it and even in the middle of it, and especially around mile seven, where I have to say to myself, ego, crawl, I'm going to crawl it, call it the crawl space ego from now on. I'm going to say, no, we're fine. We've done this before. Well, a couple of them I trained for, <laughs> you know, we, we can do this. It's the same thing that gets you to sign up for stuff like that, that you think I have to be nuts here. And yet it gives you a goal. It gives you something to work towards. And when I'm working with someone, um, I actually, that's that human element that I'm looking at. I can see if they, like where, what direction would it be most helpful for them to move in? Do we need to build more of the supportive ego, which is typically the case? Or do we need to have a reality check with that um, crawlspace ego and, or does the person in front of me need a, a, a gentle, you know, soap opera slap to say, all right, you're getting a, a fat head there. I had somebody one time ask me, and this was coming from his ego place, um, ask me how come he got in trouble for doing something. He's like, how did this happen, Vicki? I think he was asking me from a manifestation place, which we did address. But at first I was like, you did something illegal. You should get in trouble. Like, did no one explain this to you? Not the officer arresting you, the judge, your probation officer. <laughs> did no one sit down and say, This isn't cool, dude? Your parents, even though he was a grown man. That sometimes the ego blocks out that that Um, negative talker blocks out the things that we're in we're doing that aren't in our best interest and we have to embrace and strengthen the supportive side of the ego (laughs) to be able to look at that and it's really no different than you know me grabbing milk duds my favorite candy um that you know i when i feel a, a pull to do that I will check in, and I'll say, mm, "Okay, something's going on here that I'm. I want to self sabotage. How do I support the human egoic part of me to remember that that sugar's not going to help me? It just makes me foggy in head, um, and you know, it's not good for other stuff. But mostly, it makes me foggy in my head, and I don't get things done." when I'm working with someone and I I'm looking to see which aspect, where am I going? Am I going in the crawl space? Um, or am I focusing on helping them acknowledge like, what have they already created? What are they already good at? And that's usually the angle I take, um, (laughs) you know, certain smacks of side the head aside. I feel like, When we embrace the fact that we have this, we can also work with the human conditioning. You can work with, are some of those negative self-talks or limiting belief systems, were they installed by someone else? You know, did you get those in childhood? Did it come through a relationship, um, a difficult relationship, and then when you look at it in a more observational space it helps you to create a plan we don't have to be super enlightened to hear our souls everybody hears their soul babies hear their soul Um, animals are so connected with their soul they rarely disconnect from their soul i feel like some of the challenges and i know by working with people their sadness or the negative self-talk or the the, the part of the ego that isn't helping or allowing them to feel self acceptance, it creates a sadness. It creates a distance from the soul. So the more we embrace the fact that I, oh, I have this in my humanness and how is it going to work like that helix with my soul self? You know, it's like click the tumblers in a lock. It clicks in and then everything opens. And it's a lot of fun. I believe that we are actually here in each lifetime to bring forth the skills from a previous lifetime. And you've done some of this work before. So we, so if you think about that and you allow it to be kind of amazing, miraculous, that you have that there, you won't get caught up so much in the drama because that, that crawl space is where drama lives. It lives in there. It's a low frequency, low vibration, dark space. (laughs) That's where comparison lives, negative comparison, like that person's better than me, or they're prettier, or they're faster, or all that. That's where it lives. (laughs) So when we, I feel like when you have the information that I am a work in process, and the ego needs to be on my team. I feel like it empowers us to be looking at the falsehoods or the the messages that come up that just aren't true. Um, Now, if I ate the box of milk, that's, that's truth. And I need to look at what's not sweet in my life. Where am I not allowing happiness? So the part of us that crosses, like I said, the ego stays here because when you're in the non-physical, you're still learning, you're still growing, but it's not through contrast. And yes, the ego does provide a contrast to the soul, right? Because the soul is accepting. It's all accepting. doesn't have an issue with non-acceptance. Some of the um, messages that we're receiving now and what we're seeing in you know, accept people for who they are, be willing to embrace someone's gender identity, um, someone's beautiful ethnicity. Uh, Some people are just, their crawl spaces are bigger than the rest of their cabin. They're out of balance and they're not necessarily able to access the part that I'm talking about that is supportive, that might say to them, why don't you learn, why don't you know the person is a person instead of all these labels. They're just not ready to do that. So when we cross that challenging aspect, doesn't go with us. Um, Part of being here is I think to (laughs) help us get really good at um, in supporting and embracing and, and, and living from a place of supportive ego space. When um, when we cross, there's no such thing as less than or not enough. It just does not exist. So if you're um, concerned that someone it, that's crossed is mad at you for whatever you've done um, or they don't approve of you, sorry, that's just not part of their wiring anymore. That's a beautiful thing. That's a good thing. But it's also distracting for yourself to be looking there. You need to look at your own soul because that's who you're answering to when you crook. Not anybody else. This, if you hear those voices or you feel like you're not experiencing your own potential, check in to home, check in with that ego and see if it's, if it's out of balance. Um, I feel like There's a real benefit, such a beautiful benefit, to therapy, to the psychology and the study of the egoic self and how, you know, shame and blame and all of that come into place. If you want to really learn about that, Brene Brown, just anything she puts out, and I love that she's very balanced, she's very honest about what she's struggling with within her own ego itself. So I feel like the more we understand that we have multiple systems at place here, that they can start to support each other. So that's where psychology and therapy can come in because you can understand how is it that I got here? How is it that my crawl space might be larger? And why is it so concerned about what other people think? Um, Why when they're usually not thinking about us, they're thinking about themselves because they're in their own ego dance. I think it's very important to experience that helpfulness through clergy, through therapy, through coaching, um, through a best friend over coffee, that it's okay to not feel completely lit up all the time. It's okay to have anger. It's okay to have frustration. One of the teachings that goes along with get rid of your ego is have compassion for everyone. And while I do like that message, I do not believe that we have to say anything that we experienced is okay and part the reason I'm where I am today. A soul does not sign up for abuse. It doesn't sign up for racism. It doesn't sign up for an experience of belittling or bullying or anything like that. It just doesn't. Because it comes in with a clear knowing that we can all get along and appreciate each other. But this human conditioning, the ego that is here and we need to face, and and to dance with and to be appreciative of there's it's another level of a cop-out I think or BS to say the negative experiences that I've lived through help me understand who I am today so therefore it's okay now they obviously do help you there's a lot in my past that I've shared and a lot that I haven't shared that helps me to empathically connect with you. It helps me to know what true pain feels like, what feeling unlovable feels like, what feeling invisible feels like. But to say that we... And the reason I'm bringing this up is I think it comes from an ego place that's in society and in certain spiritual circles that we need to be able to say, and then you have balanced your ego. If you say it's all okay, you don't ever have to think that that experience was okay. It is helpful through therapy and through expansion to recognize that it's not healthy for me to continue to carry it. Um, And that again, would be communicating with the supportive ego and releasing the injured part of you that Maybe still holds anger or wants revenge when you look at that and you say, you know what? That's not serving me then fine. That is a balanced place but the message is and this was something that came up in the question was did she have to completely be good with I think was her languaging with abuse she had experienced and I was like no you don't because humans should be able to rise above that And you don't ever have to be okay. I don't ever have to be okay with the abuse I've experienced in my lifetime. I don't ever have to be okay with those that protected the abuser. I don't, but I don't have to carry it either. I just choose not to engage in that type of behavior. I I choose not to be my own abuser. So I took the energy that was sitting in the crawl space And blame and shame and my own, why doesn't anybody love me enough to stand up for me? And I brought it out into the supportive ego of, because it's my job to love me enough that I don't put up with that crap. (laughs) If If there's a message that you have to abandon ego and be in a place of complete acceptance of all that is happening, all that's ever occurred in society... No, no, or we'd never have change. But you do it from a place of moving forward and support rather than from revenge, anger, and that lower frequency um, space that is not so adorable. There is conditioning that goes into that space and we ha- I think someone is so brave if they say, I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to carry this burden anymore. I don't want to be in an experience of putting myself down or self-sabotage or doubt any longer. Moments? Fine. Especially if you're trying new things, <laughs> it's going to show up. But to be living in that lower space, is, it just doesn't serve you and you're just stinking miserable. I feel like we are evolving and we are expanding so much through these last few years and what we're capable of connecting with and what we're capable of learning. And I feel that from a human's perspective, so our literal gray matter, we are able to grasp higher frequency concepts. Um, We are able to embrace the love of our soul self, of our spirit self, and extend that out to others. So what this would do is it would create a um, a working dialogue with our soul and it would hook up that wiring, which is what I love to do. <laughs> um, so I feel like And I know humans to be so incredibly amazing. And when we have information to work with, and when we, especially when we have information that resonates, I just feel like we're so amazing and capable of great things that we haven't even accessed yet. So imagine if you started seeing when that not so supportive voice came up as something that was trying to protect you rather than something that was who you were. It's simply a voice that's in there. And there's another voice of support within your own self that you can start to support. Like you're, you're the translator of your own experience. You're the only one who can effectively know, I can tap in for a short period, but you're the only one who can effectively know what your soul feels um, and how your human self can help to move that forward. So the way you do that is you hear the limiting belief systems. You hear what is crawl space talk and you bring it out into the light and you look at it and you say, okay, you cute little bugger, we're going to have a conversation here. I promise you, if you minimize the fact that that voice is in charge, it dissipates. Because I don't think it wants to be in charge. I really do not believe that there's any element of our humanness that wants to be a shit. I just don't. I think it's been taught that. I think it's an evolutionary process, we haven't quite gotten to a full supportive space, and I think we learn through contrast. You know, we learn through not feeling so great, it inspires us to move forward. So, it inspires us to dig a little bit deeper to know what we want and, and how we want to be in life. The next time, you know, somebody says you have a fat ego, well, look at it because if it's a fat, supportive ego you better be lifting your hand up, putting it behind you and tapping yourself on the back and say, well, yes, as a matter of fact, I do. Because when my ego is fully supported, I am a loving, caring, of service, completely connected being that brings my own brilliance into the world. And I appreciate you being able to see that. (laughs) It takes some consciousness. It takes effort. It takes being willing to hear the not so supportive voices and to be able to assign them. You know, when I doubt my own intelligence, I say, thanks mom, but that's not a message that I'm carrying forth in this lifetime anymore. I know I'm incredibly intelligent and how I, how I embody that is up to me when that voice shows up or like when I'm running a race and I'm in the back of the pack. Because that's where turtles have most of the fun. I think of the fact that, you know, six years ago when I first started even accessing Justin at uh, Soul Sports and Fitness, I couldn't even do lamppost to lamppost (laughs) without wanting him to go get an oxygen tank. Slow is great, Um, a mile is a mile, and that's how I got. Eventually, I, I'm not gonna say it was there right away or even within a couple of years, but I eventually realized, wait a minute, if you're running a mile at five, a five minute mile, or you're running a mile at five miles an hour, which is my average pace before I blew my disc out, it's still a mile, like who cares? So you've moved on, you've done your 5K in 15 minutes and you get to go have your banana or whatever. I'm fine being out here you know, for the 36 minutes it takes me because I have had a chat with my crawl space buddy and said, you know what? I'm here, I'm moving, I'm having fun with this and it's a heck of a lot further than I was a few years ago and the pressure dissipates. So where in your life do you hear that voice? How does it speak up? If you know where that message came from, then use your kindness like I do with my, when my mom's voice shows up in my head, I'll use my kindness and say, thanks mom, Um, I got this. I'm an adult and this is how I choose to see myself. I don't get all ticked off about it or anything. And that's not being passive. What it is is being willing to align with the super amazing energetically gift that we have energetic gift we have of the ego energetic gift optimizer ego i love acronyms how can you optimize the gift you have of your energy how can you optimize your ego that's really fun isn't it i'm gonna I'm high-fiving my supportive ego on that because that was pretty good pretty quick right off the top of my spirit head. So do that this week, month, year, lifetime. Support your energy gift. Um, Support that side of you that says maybe you'd like to try a new recipe. Maybe you would like to move. Maybe... Your oh boy, all of you who are really, really challenged right now in homeschooling and virtual schooling, you need to be high fiving that part of your ego so that it supports you through the process and it doesn't bring you down. Okay, so every one of you right now, anywhere that you're involved in that, administration, teaching, supportive, student, y- you better be energizing that gift energy gift optimizer. (laughs) Do that this week, okay? And give that gift to yourself of seeing it a little differently. And then perhaps you will recognize how adorable this little bugger is. It also helps to give it an image in your head, kind of like a characterization. Um, And don't make the crawl space a creepy thing. Make it something, you know, kind of like the Mucinex guy. He's kind of cute, um, and he moves in with his luggage. And then he gets evicted because, you know, they take the medicine. Maybe see your crossface guy as that. Uh, and then the characterization of your supportive ego. It will help to, to pop you out of negative self-talk. So I really appreciate the uh, listener who sent that to me, because it helps me bring what you're wondering about. So if you'd like to do that, please contact me, info at vickybaird.com. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at at Coach Vicky Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.